Hey everyone, welcome back to Comfort Watch, the podcast where we talk about the movies and the TV shows that we turn to time and time again for comfort. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my little Parmesan sweatshirt wearing <laughs> nugget, Chrissy. Who do you party people? This is a first. We are recording straight out of the gate after watching a movie. We usually, yeah, we usually watch the movie and then a couple days later go, don't you remember that one part? Because we... We have short memories. This is probably really good. This is actually a really good process. Or really bad. It's also, (laughs) for me at least, really late at night. Like, this is my bedtime. Yeah. Uh, So we're just going to, if you hear us yawn, ignore it. Yeah. And if you hear loud breathing, it might be me, but there's also a bulldog who just will not settle. I think by now people are like... If there's not that weird ASMR sound bulldog in the back, are you even listening to our podcast? Did you say on one of the episodes you, you thought something was wrong with your car? Yeah. Because there was this like humming sound the whole time and it just turned out it was peach? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What has been going on in your life? We had, well, by the time people are listening to this, they won't notice, but there was a break in between. We took a week off. We took a week off. So what's been going on in your life? Catch me up. Well, we took a week off because I went... To Pittsburgh. Wow. Um, no offense if you're from there, but <laughs> meh. Meh. You've been to Pittsburgh this year, too. I did. I saw Taylor Swift in Pittsburgh. I get, You know what? We kept saying it's beautiful in the fall. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful for sure. But also didn't need to go there. No, you didn't. You, this really was a test of how you might know, keeping my jealousy in check. Like I had so many people message me being like, are you jealous? Like my own mother <laughs> was like, are you jealous that Christy and Stacy went to Pittsburgh? And no, but I'm jealous of the concept of you taking like a girl's trip with someone else other than me. Yeah, for sure. I get it. But I'm old now and it ruined me. I'm like, I'm on like a two day hangover. I've been back since Saturday afternoon. It's Monday night and I still feel like shit. I mean, you hit the TJ Maxx's hard. You I hit really the, the stores hard. You hit them like people would hit bars. Yeah, but Real hard. But I'm, you know, we. I don't sleep well when I'm away and now I'm back. Baby, yeah. I just couldn't wait to get home. Oh, it was like sixty hours. It wasn't very long, but I was like, I can't wait to be home. No, but I think like we need to plan something for like next spring, like more of a a jaunt of a trip where we can like really live like the fifty year old women that we are. Chill, man. I need something chill. I, the plans need to revolve around what's for lunch. Yeah. And where where are we laying after lunch? There's that Jim Gaffigan bet where he's like, vacation is deciding where you're going to go eat. He's like, where are we going to eat for dinner? Why don't we go get something to eat and figure out where we're yeah, going to eat? exactly. That's all I want. Oh, my gosh. I do not want to walk. We're also, we're going away again, and I'll try not to miss a week again, but we're going to go to um, South Carolina, and we've decided to drive all night so that we get oh. there at like a reasonable time. Because it's going to take between like 13 and 15 hours to get there. And I've already instructed Jeff that like the first two days, I'm not going anywhere. We no. can go to the beach. We can get lunch. But like I'm not going, we're not going downtown. We're not going on a on a walkies. I can't handle it. No. My body's old. My body's tired. Yeah. I, uh, can we turn on some lights? I'm going to fall asleep if it's oh. too much. <laughs> yeah. I think like the key to a vacation is just it not feeling like work. Yeah, I think the difference this time was is that I go away from time to time and Stacy was like, just let out the gate. She has four kids and she was like, we got to get in every second that we can. Yeah. And I was like, 
I just want to lay around. That's kind of the thing. And I mean, like when I say like it doesn't feel like work, but when you're on such like a short schedule for like a four day trip, a three day trip, like you're like, let's make the most of it. And driving like is exhausting. Yeah. We like drove for two hours or more than that. And then went to a mall for a long time, went to other stores for a long time and then drove for another like two and a half hours. That's a lot. Yeah, and by the time we got there, we were like, we don't even feel like getting dinner. Like, we were just tired. And then I just never recovered from day one. No, well, I'm glad that you're back. Oh, I am too. Uh, My life has been, like, I feel like it's been a quiet time. I feel like I'm in a a little bit of a funk lately. I have not heard from you. I honestly thought that, like, what next time I saw you, you were going to tell me that you're pregnant, that you've been avoiding me because no. you didn't want to tell me. No, God. I haven't seen you in forever. No, I could not be further <laughs> from the truth. Well, we have our standing, like, schedule, right, where we see each other yeah. at, twice a week, usually at least once a week. And because we skipped that, and then I was like, something's up. No, it's just I've just been, like, in a bit of a funk. I've just been, like, having, like, some grief stuff's been coming up a lot again. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like maybe it's the holidays are coming up. And I mean the holidays by Halloween. Mm-hmm. And um, getting into this new groove of, okay, we're after the initial shock of loss. And, like, how are we settling into, like, life now? Yeah. Because, honestly, I feel like, and maybe this is something that other people who have lost somebody can understand, nobody talks to me about it. No. If I don't bring it up, it's not spoken about. And, like, I mean, my husband, my my mom, my my family, nobody talks about it. So it's just kind of like, I feel like the more that it's bothering me, the more I feel like I can't bring it up to people. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be the girl who always just talks about her dead dad all the time. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, I feel like I'm just hitting a bit of a, a wall with some grief stuff, some motherhood stuff. Just it's, I don't know, like I, I feel, I think we've talked about briefly about this. I feel like when I don't reach out to friends, it's because I don't have anything to say. Yeah. But like, you never say anything of value. No, anyway. I know. You're just like, like, what the fuck is going on with Meredith Grey? Like, I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've just, I feel like I've been like a little bit in hermit mode a bit because if you're not rewatching Grey's Anatomy with me, then I have nothing to talk to you about. Yeah. If you don't want to talk about Taylor Swift, I don't have anything to talk to you about. But like, whatever I'm feeling, I just feel like I'm keeping it a little bit close to the chest. Yeah. And now on this podcast. So. <laughs> See, I knew. Yeah, but it's just like. I knew there it's was. It's a weird time. It's just a weird time all around. Yeah, I just had a feeling though. Because normally you do tell me all your feelings. Yeah. And I haven't heard any of your feelings lately. And I'm like, either she doesn't want to tell me feelings or she has none. And that second one's not ever a box that's ever been checked. No, I have so many feelings. I'm probably the most feeling person. I'm an exposed nerve in the world all I the time. I wish you could give me like a little ounce of it so you were a little more numb and I was a little less numb. But I think you cry more than me. I haven't, I mean, today when Jeff said he hadn't cried in forever, I haven't cried in forever. That's not true. I haven't cried in a really long time. I didn't even cry in therapy last time. What was your last therapy session like? What was it like? Oh, we were talking about how being chronically ill sucks. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Um, being chronically ill means you have to not be part of hustle culture. And that is hard because every other young woman is like you know going at it and i like to i'm very like open with people i like when people talk about like their salaries and stuff like that because i think women need to talk to each other about how much money they make i think it's important Mm -hmm. um because i think 
people are weird about that, but I think it's important that everyone shares how much money they make because it only helps people to get transparency in their industries. But I know I'm at like a cap of how much money I can make because of my illness. Mm. And then I hear other people and I want I want my friends to do well. It's not like jealousy, but I hear other people moving forward and moving up. And I I'm I don't think I'll ever climb again. So it gets kind of sad. Well, also, so this week, this pat right before I went to Pittsburgh, I helped host a small business event with our city. And you crushed it. I did crush it. But at the event, I was talking to two other people who are like, we do exactly what you do. We're freelance, like digital marketers, except they have, they contract, they're like, we don't do the video editing. We contract it out because like, why would we do the dirty work? We don't do this because why would we do that? We can just contract that out. Oh, I just bought a building. And it's like, you know, again, this is like a 24 year old person that I helped with their business a little bit and I love them. They're great. But I was like, no, we're, we don't do the same thing, honey. We don't do the same thing because I'm just a person with a phone and a laptop who helps sell clothes and you're you just bought a building and you have contract workers and she's like well if you it depends if you want to scale and i said i don't want to scale i don't want to scale i don't want to grow because i i didn't want to say it to her but like i'm chronically ill so this is me having a little it's not it's not full full time but an almost full time illness i'm just joking (laughs) but an almost like full time I don't even know what to call it. Freelancing gig and this podcast. I'm tired. I know I'm tired. And so, yeah, therapy was about like how I kind of have this like max amount of energy. And if I push it like I did this weekend, I, 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 I need recovery. Yeah. I need recovery time. So I either have to like push through the illness and the sickness and the tiredness and then pay for it later. Mm-hmm. Or I have to keep my life mild all the time. And part of that is I don't get to grow. Yeah. I don't get to grow in my career. No, I get it. Yeah. I think like it's not the same, but obviously for the past 18 months, my career has been on hold to yeah. be a mom. And you do take a step back of like, what are we working so hard for? Yeah. What are we hustling for? And there is the like that girl boss culture of like, you can do it, girls. You can do it. Yeah. We all know we can't have it all, whether that all is family and a career or our health and a career. Yeah. Or this might be a 30s thing, too, that we're like, we're realizing I'm talking to a lot of young people and I'm just like, oh, the world hasn't crushed you yet. Because on top of illness, I've also like just I've been in that world of like, got to keep up, got to got to think, breathe, do everything. And then I didn't get anything out of it. Well, I feel like. (laughs) In your 20s, my 20s were so much like I just roll out of bed and the only person I have to take like answer to is myself. Yeah. So there is that thing of where are we going every day? We have finite amounts of energy because our mental load is not even there. Yeah. And like, I don't think that by any means, I don't think you need to be a mom to have a tremendous mental load. Yeah. Like being in a relationship, running a household, taking care of pets. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot. And I think as you get into your 30s. It, trying to figure out what to do with this finite amount of energy that's going to make you happy yeah, is and feel fulfilled is more than just trying to collect all the things from when you're in your 20s. Yeah. 
Well, even today, I said to Jeff, like, I wish I could just wake up one day, just one day every once in a while, and there, I don't, there's nothing I have to do, because I, I haven't had that feeling in, I don't even know, so long that there isn't something I have to do. And like today, I woke up and I had a horrible headache, and I was like, I just want a sick day, mm-hmm. but like there are no sick days, especially when you work for yourself. When you work for yourself, but when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. When you have a full-time job, there I know you can take sick days, but even in the kind of job I used to have before and the kind of job that you have, your sick days, they're still going to bother you. They're still oh, going to yeah. ask you questions and call you and, you know, you'll still end up at your laptop somehow. Like it's, I just want a day where I'm like, I don't have to clean anything. I don't have to cook anything. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to open my computer or my phone. And I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had that like moment of peace in so long and i'm just hoping it doesn't last forever that the thing is is that i know that the level of busy exhausted overwhelmed i feel won't last forever and i'm not trying to like glamorize the good old days or being like tired or anything but i always think to myself there will be a time when my son doesn't need me as much yeah and i'm like missing it or there will be a time when we're older and we have some new insight that we don't have right now and we realize what we learned from this time. Like, it's, yeah. But we can't get that without going through Ugh. it and it fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm just so... T- I, whenever I think about anything, I'm just so tired. Just I'm exhausted so tired. too. I don't want to try anymore. I just want some time off. I just want some time off. And not like... Like, I know I said I'm taking, like, another trip, but, like, in order to take that trip, I have to work twice as much before I leave, and I still have to work while I'm there, and again, I've set up this career for myself this way, but, like, ugh, it's not a break. It's still not a break, because I have to race to the finish line to go on this vacation, and then it's not, like, I just want a week at home to lay down. I want to be horizontal so bad. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Remember when Jesse Spano cried? No time. There's never any time. Like, she was ahead of her time. Oh, my God. We need some of those caffeine speed pills that we were all taking in the early aughts because our moms were on diet pills (laughs) and they made me fly through high school. Yeah. Mine right now is give me a diet Red Bull and I can turn an hour into two hours for sure. It's short lived. Man. And then I I definitely just spin (laughs) up. I crash. I crash, 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 crash hard. Yeah. I'm so scared. (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. Oh my god. This is not, yeah, sweet November. Sweet November. (laughs) Okay, for it, we have to do our comfort wrecks and then we will get into this week's movie. Okay, well, as I've been dealing with, you know, emotions that are too much for me and feelings of personality loss is that a word i'm gonna google it like is that a thing yeah there's got to be like personality dysmorphia or something yeah (laughs) i have been in the trenches i guess i'm going first this week (laughs) of gray's anatomy i don't have anything else for everybody today all i can recommend is start at the very beginning yeah i'm on season seven now yeah that's 24 episodes per season yeah that is a lot of crying a lot of great music yeah alex pitsavis and i love it i spent all this in my time with my friends at the hospital <laughs> one of the biggest things that's happened to me this week is i am no longer a mcdreamy girl yep i'm a mcsteamy lady welcome i did not see this coming i did not like 
did not. The way I felt season one, season two about McDreamy, I was like, yeah. there's nobody better than him. And then they, it's like they just forgot to write about him. And like, I always say Shonda drops off after season three. Yeah. But I feel like his character just kind of tanked. He got a little mean. Yeah. I did read some things that allegedly Patrick Dempsey was not that kind oh. on set. Well, there's a lot of that going on in that sh- fucking show. Right. A lot but, of behind the scenes bullshit. Mark Sloan would have sent me to therapy at least once a week, like wasting my time on a Mark Sloan. And Owen's grown on me too. Oh man, I don't know. So because you're watching Grey's Anatomy, my TikTok thinks I'm watching Grey's Anatomy, and then somehow I stumbled into an Owen hate. My feed, my for you page, is just hate of Owen. Why? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't even. I'm not even watching the show. I have I no feelings on Owen. What's coming up? Before this, I've only seen up to season five. So now yeah. I'm in. Like I read all of Grey's Wiki while I'm watching it, so I know what's coming up. But one of the things <laughs> I love a lot about this show is they always do the motherhood career thing. Yeah marriage versus career thing and i know christina doesn't want a family yeah owen does they probably should have talked about that for first probably before he strangled her maybe they should have decided if they want to have kids i think because i knew him from man of honor maid of (laughs) honor whatever the movie is called maid of honor they introduced him with this shock of red hair and then over time like it was Every, dark in the yeah. Everybody gets like a second season glow up, mm-hmm. and they did it for him. And I was like, he seems just like a meaty man. Yeah. No, I used to think he was cute. It's the almost no eyebrows thing though that I just can't get on board with. I know that I know it's just that they're blonde. Yeah. But it makes him look scary. His eyes are always so bulgy. And I just want to say, I don't think that McSteamy is attractive physically. No. <laughs> Like, the whole package of the bad boy turned good is what does it for me. Yeah. Oh, I loved I loved McSteen. Oh, gosh. I could just, like, maybe we should start a Grey's Anatomy rewatch podcast, too, because <laughs> it's I have much. so many thoughts. And I can't watch the newer seasons. I can't get... Once they bring in... I don't know when you know, but eventually they bring in Derek's sister. She just... I just saw the first episode with her. Wait, no. Which sister? Because Amelia. No, oh, they did bring her in this early? Yeah. Okay, so Amelia eventually becomes, like, one of the main characters i can't stand that woman i also can't stand gray's sister lexi not lexi there's another sister later yes uh who's you know richard's that? daughter yes. i can't remember her name in it i, I can't forget. remember what her name was she's also it's not the actor's fault i don't know amelia it might be the actor's fault but like it's just bad writing and yeah. like i'm just bringing people like how hard is it to bring in people we like they're really good with casting men on that show yeah not great with women yeah that's true not no, great. that's true. I also don't really like Joe. I'm not there yet. Oh, well, we haven't met her yet. Like the main character too. I I don't know. I'm just having a great time with all my friends, so I feel like that's my comfort recommendation: is go back at least up to season three, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I always did season up to season three hard, up to season five every once in a while, and beyond that, I have I've only seen some of it once yeah and i gave up a few times i gave up after the plane crash which you haven't made it to yet i believe that's season eight coming up eight yes i think it's the finale of seven maybe i think it's the finale Finale of eight eight, nine is when yeah kicks that episode i went i'm done and i didn't watch for a few years then went back and caught up and then uh after yang leaves there's no point there's really no point there's no point you can tell right it's it's the samantha jones like she's the heart of the show it doesn't feel right. Bailey's the heart of the show. Not later. 
Okay. Just hold on. I'll figure that out later. Okay. Anyways, that's my comfort wreck. What's yours? My comfort wreck is, as much as I said I want a day of doing nothing, um, as soon as it got remotely cold, I'm like, it's soup season, bitch. <laughs> and I've been making soup. You invited me over for soup. I did invite you over for soup. I knew you wouldn't like it. There's beans in it. I don't think you eat beans. I eat beans. You eat beans? Yeah. Okay. Well, I learned something about you. But yeah, today I made a, a hearty minestrone. Nice. Yeah. My nona would be proud. And then... I, I don't know. I've just been making soups. It's cold out. It is cold out. And you know what's good about soup? You usually there's enough for lunch the next day. And usually during the day, I tend to either not eat or only eat cookies and chips because I don't want to cook for myself. I ate an entire bag of cookies <laughs> in one day. Yeah. 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 Jeff bought me Oreo thins. They, they don't say thin because it makes you thin. No. No, they just smaller. They just teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah, but if you eat the whole bag, yeah, same thing happens. I'm also on a mission to like lose the last of the baby weight. So that's like <laughs> not going to happen. But yeah. Man, we're going through it. We're just, yeah, we're having to struggle bus in new ways that I, like these are brand new ways to yeah. struggle. Do you remember when we had a blog? Our blog was called Liz and Kit young and unimpressed and yeah. we like couldn't even have it now because now we're old and we're still so unimpressed <laughs> we started again old and still very unimpressed the fact that i'm old hasn't <laughs> hit me yet i feel it yeah i feel it so hard i hang out with too many young people it makes me i feel it so hard i just i feel lost like i honestly if there's anyone else who just feels a little bit lost but soups, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, on our blog, even back then, we were like, what, 24, 25? I posted a soup recipe <laughs> on our blog. I don't know if you remember, I like took photos. No. I made an Italian wedding soup, and I thought, like, the blog people will like it. I also did a If Les Mis Was All In Tweets. Oh my god, that was so that good. That was so good. That was good. And the handles were like, um, the more the merriest. On my up and On my up and own. Oh, I can't remember. 15 to dream. 15 to dream. What was, it was, if it was a five or six, what's his, what's his number? Three, four, six, oh, one. I can't remember. I don't know. That was one of his. Yeah. It was Jean Valjean Jean. Yes. So good. (laughs) It was just a mess. Like there was no SEO. There was no, (laughs) like I saw this one meme that was like, why do I have an office job? Because I didn't start a YouTube channel when I was younger. And I'm just like, thank God I didn't. Think about this all the time. And no, we had we had one post go do really well. It was your post on how leggings aren't pants. They're not pants. And I love that now you wear leggings <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> but back then you're like, you cannot leave the house. Except for my Prime Day nine ninety nine sweatpants that I wear now. Yeah. I'm not even comfortable in leggings anymore. No, I won't wear them. They're not comfortable enough. No. I need room. Or a really long sweatshirt, because we're not showing bum in leggings. Who no. does that? Mm-mm. Get out of here. The youngins. Do you have any other comfort wrecks? No. No, I don't think so. I'm still reading the book for the month. I'm I going so slow. When is your next book club? It's this weekend. It's on, it's on Sunday, so it's less than a week away, and I am... My Kindle says I'm 63 percent in oh, the book. Oh, you can do it. I know I can do it. You know what it is? I'm just, like, not that into this book. But it's because it's, like, such a typical, like, enemies to lovers. And, yeah. like, it literally says, like, I, she did it, was she always this annoying? But my cock moved. <gasps> what? Yeah. That's the way they phrase it. Oh, my god. And it's just, like, 
<laughs> we read very different. I stayed up last night till four in the morning finishing a book. I can't believe how much you read. Uh, that was fiction based on the other Bennett sister, oh, Mary yeah, yeah, Bennett. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw you post about it. I liked it. It was like Diet Cokes. Three and a half out of five. That was a, that's a like? Yes. Oh, okay. Like, it was good, but it wasn't... Like, from moment one, I was like, well, I'm in, baby. Yeah. I gave it to 100 pages, and if I wasn't in, then I was going to stop. But yeah. I'm in. I'm in, I'm in. Well, that's good. Yeah. But, yeah. like... That's not how I feel about this book. This is, like, a typical enemies to lovers lame rom-com. It's just set with witches. Oh, right. The X-Hex. That's what you... Yeah. Mean. It's okay. Like, it's fine. It's just everything they say is, like... I've read it's a, like a shittier version of like the Emily Henry books like it's a less emotional or I don't care about these people wow. I hate that I want I wanted to like like them I do like like the practical magic of it all it you, they definitely do set a scene and it makes it like very it's good it's a great book for fall as somebody whose dream it is to write a book when I hear that some books are bad yeah. I'm like but at least they fucking did it like yeah I can't it's a get, series yeah I can't get enough enough out on the page yeah i didn't well i think if you read this you'd be like more confident in yourself because <laughs> it's not that well done i'm sorry whoever wrote it i can't even remember who wrote she's it she's not listening it's not i maybe remember she was like a, imagine she's our biggest fan the yeah, writer I feel so bad. oh my gosh okay well do you want to take a break and then we'll get into the movie? yes i'm ready and we're back sweet what do you keep saying sweet november it's the sweet it's to sweet surrender from spicer and mclaughlin but for sweet november you started the sweet part so many times i'm like what song is she singing sweet oh my god november (laughs) i feel like we should go right into our favorite taylor swift song because you're singing right off the bat oh or taylor swift what is it? What are we calling this segment? I don't know. Basically, what we do is we figure out which Taylor Swift song these mo- every movie that we're watching reminds us of. Yeah. And I'm going to say this one kind of reminded me of Banks Blank Space. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because she'll write your name November for November. Hmm. Right. No, that's smart. If you haven't seen this movie... Good for you. <laughs> Chrissy has been talking about this movie. I have seen this movie so many times. And I think, as we discovered right before we watched it, I've been confusing it with Autumn in New York. Yeah, same concept. There's been a whole, there's a whole thing of like Fault in Our Stars where like she's dying, but I love her, but she's too hot to die. Yeah. And she's then, too quirky to die. Then I made you watch the trailer for Griffin and Phoenix, which is a not well-known Amanda Peet and Dermot Mulroney movie, but... In the trailer, at least, they make you think Amanda Peet's dying. Spoiler, if you're going to watch this movie, they both die. Wild. <laughs> I think they both meet maybe outside of, like, the doctors. Oh. I think that's how it starts. And he, neither of them know the other one's sick. But eventually, I think they reveal it to each other. And it's... But whatever. And then I also made you watch <laughs> the trailer for... What was it? What's her name? Jennifer Love Hewitt's If, if Only. Only. I loved that movie. I literally had a special order of the DVD because I think it might be made for TV. It looked it. Yeah. It looked like a terrible movie trailer. It was great. It's about like, I think they hit her and her boyfriend get in a car accident and she dies. And then he wakes up and she's still alive because it's like a couple days before. So he spends the next couple days like trying to get, I don't know, to show how much he loves her because I guess she didn't really, I think they were breaking up. And then in the end, he dies because the car accident still happens, but she lives. Interesting. You guys should watch it. No, you shouldn't. It was terrible. But 
Um, so my Taylor Swift songs, for <laughs> the one I thought of, because at the very end, and throughout the whole movie, but at the very end, he's left with her scarf. Oh, so all too well. But it doesn't really fit. The, well, that is kind of good. Yeah. He has a scarf. Even now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, what was the other one? My What? My other song? Yeah. My other song is August, because first of all, it's a month. But like, Twisted in Bed Sheets, It Slipped Away. Like a bottle of wine and they're drinking a lot of wine in this movie do they yeah they're drinking wine the whole time what are you talking about i don't know i guess if i was gonna say not blank space there was kind of a moment of like they're like tis the damn season a little bit like yeah you, you can call me babe for the weekend oh he can call me babe for november yeah <laughs> it was just so if you don't know the premise of this movie oh yeah we should get into it it's made in 2001 yeah starring oscar winner Charlize Theron. Not at the time. No, future Oscar. Okay. Future Oscar, Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah. Two years later, she won an Oscar. Really? Monster was 2003. Wow. So she gained all that weight right after this movie. Wow, because she's skinty in this movie. And she ugly in Monster. <laughs> Same wardrobe, though. Same wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> and Keanu Reeves. I think this is a Keanu. He might be one of our most covered... Like coming up, I think there's going to be a lot of Keanu it's coming endless up. Endless Keanu. I would be fine if this became a Keanu only podcast. They play a couple. She is this manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Like wears a lot of knit, loves dogs, free spirited gal. Every inch of her apartment is covered in something. Every, every a photo. There's a poster of two raccoons, and it says two reasons to not wear fur. Yeah, it's she's, just stuff everywhere. Cluttercore. Her thing is, she'll date a guy for one month to help them solve whatever central problem it is for their life. So for October, he had like no confidence. For November, it was he's a workaholic. Keanu is a workaholic and can't prioritize things outside of like he can't prioritize relationships yeah he thinks that money is the only like thing keeping him going yeah so that's her thing is she's like i invite you to stay with me for one month only one month we don't fall in love it's like a um girlfriend experience i honestly i wish this existed because you could be like it does with escort i want to date this no (laughs) (laughs) i think that's literally what it is no but you know how if you like date a guy after some woman's already like broken him in so he knows how to do some things and how to like be a good person because some other woman's already well i'm a good luck chuck yeah five people who i dated the next person that they dated they married wow five see you broke him in i broke him (laughs) something yeah but like i wish you could like call that service and be like hey sarah this guy he's a douchebag can you help Yes, let's. So her name's Sarah. His name is yeah. Nelson. No, I hate that name. I think it's it's better than Jerry and Gary's. <laughs> I, love, I love Jerry. This movie is based on a 1968 movie of the same premise. Adman. I think it's in New York City though. Oh, falls yeah. in love with a free spirited girl who's like, give me a month and I'll change your life. In that movie, did she have people every month? Did they I see? think so. Interesting. So Keanu randomly says yes and he is mr november and there we are it's a very sweet november it's a sweet november the sweetest right off the bat we have a great like movie job Mm -hmm. advertising advertising yes probably the worst depiction of advertising i've ever seen in my life (laughs) blood red yeah i loved it a hot dog a hot dog it's a hot dog i love that dog i i literally saw this movie and i applied for advertising out of high school are you serious yeah and instead i dropped out of high school 
So that set me straight. It's just funny that like he's a workaholic and it's advertising that he's a workaholic for. Yeah. Like, I know agency life is is all drugs and people staying up late yeah, and sleeping with each other. Is. Yeah. But it could have just been like, he's a lawyer. He's a... Like, it, it was just an odd choice to me because I don't really think of it as like this go, go, go sexy times. I didn't really think of Keanu as a creative person, at least not this per- personality of him. I can see him being creative... But not, I, I find it very hard to believe that that sweet baby face mm-hmm. is ever cold to anybody. Yeah. Like, he just has a very kind demeanor. That's true. And he's he's an asshole for, like, the first third of the movie. Yes. Just a straight up But even asshole. then you're like, oh, but there's a, you scratch the surface, there's a little something <laughs> That's what she saw. She knew if he became her November. A weird thing that I think is why I got confused about this movie, when you say November... I'm picturing autumn. Yeah. But we're in San Francisco. There's palm trees. Where I can't figure out what fucking season it is. Yeah. You're just wearing more layers. She wears a scarf with her dresses. And her fingerless gloves. And her fingerless gloves. Let me just check my notes for a second to see what I said. So as somebody who has never seen this movie. Yeah. I was like surprised when the first thing I see is Lauren Graham's bum. Yeah. She looks great. It opens with Lauren Graham and Keanu in bed. Yeah. You can see his little tummy fluff. Yeah. And he has a major tummy scar in it. Yeah, we learned we learned things about Keanu, didn't we? We learned that he was in a motorcycle accident in 1988 that left him with a giant scar on his stomach from having his spleen removed. And the scar on his lip is from when his bottom teeth went through his upper lip. Ugh, I could stop staring at them after you told me that fact. Like, I can't we picture that, that beautiful face mangled. Oh, no. I know. He had another scar also up by his eye on the opposite and side And he has the them teeth. all over his chest, too. Yeah, and on his back. I think, is that... Roadburn? Maybe. I thought maybe back knee. Or, like, um, chicken pox scars. Did you ever have chicken pox scars? Yeah, I got one on my face. Yeah. Maybe he had chicken pox real bad. We should just ask him. Dearest Keanu. He would answer us. He's Canadian. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He'd probably be like, I don't remember. Yeah. Anything. That's a good Keanu accent, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, though, because I feel like I never saw Lauren Graham before Gilmore Girls. And then literally, her first, she's the first thing we see in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I forgot that entirely. And obviously, it's Gilmore Girls. We don't see much of her skin. Hot body. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous body. Yeah, she's looking great. Her hair looked good. Her hair always looks good in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But she plays the girlfriend who is like, he forgets to meet her parents. She's a business lady because she has business lady kinds of bags. Yeah, she had business lady shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we learn that he's just a guy who's too, too busy, too, too busy for love. Mm-hmm. And they meet, they have a meet cute, uh, him and Charlize at the DMV. Yeah. And he says, I, this is so rude. I wrote it down. She She's accused of helping him cheat or cheating on her driver's test. So she waits for him in a parking lot and he says, how much money do you make a month? It doesn't look like much. Yeah. And he offers her money. Yep. And instead, they become weird friends. And she, then she says... Yeah, she kind of just infiltrates his life. And she says, move in with me for a month. Yes. What did you like about this movie when you first saw it? I think I honestly always just like completely became obsessed with any movie with any kind of quirky girl in it 
because I always wanted that kind of like quirky life. It like her apartment is like my dream. And I like I liked her personality. I don't know if I really liked the story, but I love like I love the idea that like she lives above like her best friend who's gay and they like kiss on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so comfortable with each other and you know like she's the a night out for them is the the gay boys downstairs you know dresses women and they have alter egos and i don't know it's like a i love their like beautiful little community that they had and i i don't think i even cared about the relationship but clearly if i love like that movie griffin and phoenix maybe i do love like a and then she dies in the end type of movie <laughs> It seems like in these movies, like, the quirky girl can only burn so bright for so long. Yeah. And I think one of the weird things that women in watching these movies are led to believe is that the more unique you are, the guy is going to flock to you and you're going to change him. Yeah. Whereas in my experience, they do not... I think if guys are a moth to the flame, they're like fl- like a moth to a flame for like a fat ass and a nice face. Like, yeah. It's not like, but her personality was really well. I think there at least was a notion back in the day. And I think that this is what I really like attached to was that like guys would be like, she's so interesting. And I can't believe how like fun and quirky and weird she is. And that like they would be interested in her. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's really the case in real no. life. No. But I just loved, I know that like there's a lot of movies that we watch where there is a manic pixie dream girl and it seems so like calculated. But I thought this one, there are elements that are like so over the top, but there, I feel like they gave her such a rich, like everything about her is weird. Like they even just show her working out and it's her just high kicking in construction shoes to what was it? Robbie Williams. Yeah. And she's just going ah and kicking the air and like everything about her her clothes are all secondhand but like don't fit her at all and she does her hair with a a vacuum that was the weirdest plot detail when you told me this i was like oh shirley's like looks great in this movie yeah and she has this cute little pixie cut and you're like oh she does her hair with her vacuum and i was like waiting the whole movie for it and then she legit yeah. is styling her hair but jeff vacuum. said it's a real thing that was like an infomercial thing but that's also like a weird quirky thing to buy something off an infomercial i think i just i i liked that she i felt like she was a very rich character she's chaotic she's chaotic and there's no resolve because we learn that she's dying yeah she has this non-hodgkin's lymphoma that she stopped essentially trying to treat She's palliative. Yeah. And she's so it's like this. There's always seems to be like a thing in this movie of like the girl has to either like get it together. Yeah. Or then, you know, realize that, oh, I am going to monetize my dog walking business or something like that Mm -hmm. and be happy that like uh, in her shoes. Yeah. But with her, she has this rich life, but there's no like there's like the stakes are just like I'm going to die soon. So fuck it. I'm going to do anything that makes me happy. Yeah. Well, if you paid attention to the way Chaz, her downstairs roommate describes it this quirky lifestyle is only a year in Mm -hmm. so actually they he said that she tried to treat her cancer for a year and that was a year ago so and then she decided if she couldn't live a normal life she'd live an abnormal life so does that mean she's only known Chaz for a year does that mean she's only lived in that apartment he said she came here like she's she's developed this whole personality in a year we're we never know where she's from but she essentially like she had this dog food company with her sister Sister? yeah that got really big and then she like left it 
because she was like, oh, I'm not driven by money. But we never really understand why she fell out with her family, whether it was the rules of her lifestyle or just the, the not treating her cancer part. It seems like that was part of it, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like she definitely lived this kind of more carefree life with the timeline of her cancer in it. Yeah. And he said that she only does it to have some semblance of control over her life. And I was waiting the entire movie for them to explain why the fuck anyone would do this. And then finally they do. Yeah. And she says it gives her control to have these rules. Yes. And she says dating these men for a short period of time is it's long enough to be meaningful and short enough to stay out of trouble. Yes. Which was a great line that I want to come back to and having them remember her as this like beautiful, vibrant, vivacious woman who changes their life allows her to be immortal in a way. Yes. Yeah. And I was waiting the whole time for like, why? And they, they finally put a button on it, which I was really grateful yeah, for. Yeah, they did a good job. So we don't know how many men she's done this for. No, because also if she's only lived this lifestyle for a year and like there was no September, is it like eight guys? Is it like six guys? We don't know. And we don't know how she like developed this system really. Mm-hmm. And that the, that they kind of leave us without. They don't really tell us like, and they don't tell us much beyond the last guy. It is a good movie premise of like, well, it reminded me a lot of Pretty Woman in a way of like the girlfriend experience that like breaks the workaholic out of his shell. Yeah. The weird thing for me that I think I couldn't get over was one of her rules is like, you move in with me. Yeah. So she, spoiler alert, he loses his job, mm-hmm. moves in with her on November 1st. And right away, there is like a level of intimacy that I just wasn't, that threw me. Yeah. Big time. Because I think even when in movies like Pretty Woman, there's sex, Mm -hmm. but it's not gentle kisses the way she kind of wants him to be. Yeah. And it's not in her home, which I feel like makes it a little more vulnerable. Yeah. Do you think they have chemistry? Yeah. I think Charlize could have chemistry with a cardboard box. Like, Mm -hmm. she's beautiful. And, like, she has that, like, puppy dog eyeballs the whole movie. And I don't know. I see the thing is, I love Keanu. Me too. But I don't know if he really like emotes enough for me or like... I feel like he does. You think so? I have never really watched as many Keanu movies back to back as I have. But I realize that he is very, very subtly. Yeah. He's, He's expressive with those sad eyes. You know what it might be for me? I think the really low voice adds like... It's almost comical for me the way I know it's it's his own voice. For John Wick, it is funny, but it also works. And but for these movies, when he's delivering these lines, it's like I don't know. It's like I think um the way his tone is just not it for me. Because I was watching the movie and I was like, I'm gonna wait to ask you. I think that they do have chemistry, but I forgot that this was a reteam. I had no idea. Because I haven't even heard of this other movie. The Devil's Advocate. It's like where he plays a lawyer who's hired by Al Pacino, who ends up being the devil. What? And uh, Charlize Theron is Keanu's wife, who becomes like possessed or something. It was like in the 90s, 96, wow. 97. Oh, I had no idea. I don't remember that at all. But I don't think of them as a movie routine no. pair. Because I don't think that their chemistry stood out to me that way. No. The one thing I would say about Keanu is he's... Not a great actor, and it's visibly noticeable when he's not playing somebody who's a sweet boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the movie, when he kind of, when he falls Fall. in love with her, yeah. I was like, oh, he's a sweet boy. Yeah, but when he's fighting at the at the ad exec thing, uh, yeah, it's not good. Do you think 
him and Sandy have more chemistry or him and Charlize? You know, I'd have to rewatch Speed, but I don't think him and Sandy had chemistry in the Lakos at all. No. No, this is definitely a better performance on his part. I just kept thinking, like, why does he take these roles? Because I think he's just better in other roles. Mm-hmm. I also think he's better at, like, comedy a little bit. Like Bill and Ted? Yes, but also, like, I loved him in Always Be My Maybe. Um, I loved him in that, and but I know he's playing himself, but I think he's someone who can laugh at himself and who can do comedy. And I think he's almost better in that than, like, these, like, emotional... He can do action, and I think he can do comedy. And I think the in-between is this place that I don't know if I feel comfortable with him in. That's really... That's fair. Yeah. Because when he turns the corner and is, like the you know he makes all these big declarations of love he wants to marry her and all these things i was like this is where you shine Mm -hmm. as like a hero almost but this movie's not good but (laughs) interesting to note Charlize theron turned down kate beckinsale's role in pearl harbor to take this movie interesting i don't know see the thing is pearl harbor i know this is a movie you love is it not i watched it every day after yeah i it's i've never seen it it's never a movie that really and this is why like josh hart it doesn't really like stick with me too hard yeah well this is where you fell in love with ben and i just didn't even know no i would like to say it's still armageddon okay well i love armageddon but i don't know if i loved ben from armageddon he was the main eye candy i think i like bruce willis you take care of my little girl. I think I like Bruce Willis. And that was the movie where I was like, am I gay for Liv Tyler? Probably. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's so beautiful. They're movie. a movie routine that I feel like has chemistry, him and Liv Tyler. Have they be, been routine? Yeah, Jersey Girl. Doesn't she die? No, J-Lo dies. Yeah. I never saw Jersey Girl. <laughs> well, guess what we're going to watch one day? Jersey Girl. I never but could saw you Jersey imagine? Girl. I feel like she turned down Pearl Harbor because it really is like a... She had just done Cider House Rules where she is the love interest. Yeah. And this is, she's the lead. She's the lead. Yeah. So for Keanu, we're coming straight off the Matrix. Which is crazy to me. Maybe this was just like something other than There's always these like, the thing is though, there's always these motivations and you don't know about that either like. I wanted to work with so-and-so. Wanted to work with so-and-so, friend of a friend, or a contract that he had like three pictures with that studio and he had to fulfill them. like. Yeah, I, I don't know if like he was handed the script and was like, "This is it." Like, I don't know. I don't. I. It might have been like, yeah, it's the same person who wrote another movie that he was in and he loved, or something like that. I have no idea. Or like, Charlize begged him because they were still friends. Like, who Maybe. knows? I there's don't... really not a lot. Usually, for some movies online, there's trivia that I can find of like, yeah. this is whatever. I couldn't find that for this movie. Yeah, this movie's a fever dream. It's a, and this came out, we were looking up like other movies that came out that year. Vanilla Sky. Yeah. Pearl Harbor came out that year. Save the Last Dance. Oh, wow. Monsters Ball. Mm-hmm. Serendipity. Shallow oh. Howl. Like a big year. For Kate and Leopold, which was, I used to watch that movie. The Wedding Planner. Like this is a big year, Bridget Jones, for romantic movies. Wow. No wonder this movie did Bridget not, Jones. yeah. Like get. Shallow Howl's a comfort watch of mine. Did you know that? Well, I, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I, that's one of the go, movies I go. could probably quote the whole thing. I love Vanilla Sky too. I can't get into that movie No? But in the can- Princess Diaries, like oh, they're wow. so Legally Blonde. So many big that's movies came year. out this year. It was a very good year. Well, not, not not in the world, but in cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Moulin Rouge, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Woo-hoo! Wow, Moulin Beautiful Rouge. Beautiful bumping at twelve o'clock. I feel like we gotta do Moulin Rouge eventually. 
Oh, there will be a Nikki Kid uh, marathon. <laughs> Just... Nicole Mary Kidman. What other Nicole Mary Kidman movies should we watch? Um, not the hours. No the others. Not the hours. <laughs> and not the others either. Uh, we can watch uh, <laughs> those. Uh, Bewitched. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say like, what are, what are the other like Nicole Kidman movies? Australia. I never saw Australia. I never saw that one other. I only know her for, like she's killing TV these days. For me, she's just Moulin Rouge, man. That's it. Did they give her the Oscar for that, or did the hours she got it for? Oh, supporting? No, lead actress. Really? Yeah. Let's see. Let me see. Well, she was in. Um... <laughs> Cold Mountain. Oh my God, I love Cold Mountain. I know you do. I've, I've never seen, seen that it. movie an unhealthy amount of times. I've never seen it. Batman Forever. Oh, I do love Batman Forever. Days of Thunder. I never saw Days of Thunder. Far and Away. Again, I talk about this movie all the time. Her and uh, Tom Cruise have Irish accents in it. <laughs> Can't watch that movie. So I just I cause. I was watching this movie and I I bring up all these other movies because I'm like, why did this movie not take off? Took off in my bedroom. It, it <laughs> my my DVD player mixed with a t- TV set, you know the combo. I feel like even though there were all these tropes, like a lot of montages in this movie, a lot of montages, yeah. Big declarations of love. Yeah. It almost Keanu had a sings. little bit of an art house feel to it. A little bit. They tried the ending. They you could tell they picked spots that they thought were beautiful. They spent a lot of time scouting, you could tell. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, this shot of San Francisco is beautiful. They did a lot of landscape. They did work with the city quite a bit, too. Like, you knew where you were. Yeah, it was just like, it had all the makings of something that should be... I feel like now if Charlize and Keanu were in a movie together, it would be... We couldn't forget it. But this is just kind of lost in the canon of their... I think it's one of those movies... I've seen it so many times, but I think on first watch would be a lot to accept... They throw it at you pretty fast, and then they're like, the concept is weird, she's weird, her neighbors are weird, everything, like, the whole movie is a whirlwind of, like, quirk, and maybe maybe people were just like, this is too much to, like, I can't sustain my... Yeah, it's interesting to know that the director of this movie hasn't directed a movie since 2012. Oh. His name's Pat O'Connor, he also did Inventing the Abbots with Liv Tyler. Oh. But... It looks like maybe this just didn't... This might have been a wrench in careers for a lot of people. Yeah. Which is too bad. Well, I loved it. And this is the perfect backdrop for Enya's... What is this song even called? Only Time. Oh. <laughs> Who can say... There's a couple of things that this movie had that like a lot of romantic comedies have, even though this is not a comedy. A weird little kid. Yeah. Liam Aiken. Who belongs to no one. Who belongs to Abner. Abner belongs to nobody. You love a weird, like, she just seems like this collector of people. Yes. And dogs. And dogs. She has, like, friends, Chaz, who lives downstairs, the people who own the bookstore, this little boy. There is just this hodgepodge life that she has. Yeah. One thing that this movie didn't have that I feel like a lot of movies do have, and we saw this in the preview for, like, Autumn in New York, there's usually a scene where they go out mm-hmm. and she's in a memorable dress. Yeah, they didn't have that. There was nothing that stood out to me about her wardrobe. Other than the scarves. And the knitwear. The knitwear. Lots of scarves, lots of ill-fitting things. Yeah, they didn't do the like big date scene. There was no um, Sixpence None the Richer uh-uh. 
coming down the stairs moment. Yeah, I always think of how to lose a guy in 10 days. The yellow dress, yeah, of course. Yeah, there was none of that. Or Made in Manhattan. Uh, Yeah. We should just do a New York month. And top it off with a movie. We go to New York. (laughs) And we have our first podcast event where it's just you and me and no one else. In in a bed. (laughs) We're going to go all the way to New York and we're just going to get in a king-size bed together and watch TV. The one thing that this movie had that made me compare it again to um, Pretty Woman was a bathtub scene. There was a bathtub scene. Compare and contrast the bathtub scenes. I thought they were both like very... I actually liked it. I thought that was like their most... I think chemistry intimate moment in the movie. That's when I wanted to ask you about their chemistry. That moment, yeah. It's definitely there. I think they have good I do think they have good chemistry in this movie. If you told me that they slept together in real life, I would not be shocked. No. uh, Yeah. But I don't think they I don't think Keanu would have. I don't know. Didn't he have a girlfriend? He does now. Yeah, but he had a he had a girlfriend for a long time and she died. Yeah, she was pregnant and she died. Yeah. Um I don't know when that happened though. I feel like that was more in the nineties though. Oh, I thought that was like literally like 2012. So she died right after this movie was released. Wow. So yeah. she, this movie was released in February. She died in April. Wow. So he was just about to have tragedy in his life. Oh my God. That's so much. Now I can't watch this movie ever again. Poor guy. Her I name was Jennifer Smy. And she was in a car accident. Yeah. What? That's awful. Yeah. And then like as far as I know, he was never publicly with anyone until the woman he's with now. Yeah. And no one ever was like, is Keanu gay? Like, everyone just was like, no, he's straight. It's just, he just doesn't want, he doesn't talk about the women. I bet if we were more aware of, like, not that we've ever not been aware of, like, pop culture in the news, but 2001, I was going to high school. Yeah, but I I wasn't really plugged into, like... Everyone thought Clay Aiken was gay, and he was. And then everyone thought that Lance Bass was gay, and then he was. Well, there's just an energy... That's true. Keanu does not. Keanu, Keanu reads pretty fucking straight. But in the, like, if you, the thing that doesn't compute to me about him is the motorcycles. If yeah. you told me he's an artist who, like, paints and stuff and That's plays true. guitar, I'd be like, yeah, that checks. I think he does that too. But then if he was like, come get on my motorcycle, I'd be like, I saw this guy on your tummy. I'm not getting on the back of that death trap. No, yeah, absolutely not. But maybe I would feel, okay, there are two people I'd feel safest on a motorcycle with Keanu and Tom Cruise. <laughs> No, Top Gun. We're just Tom flying. Cruise literally flies planes, and like I just don't trust it. Like it's not going to end well. Would you feel safe with uh, Keanu on a motorcycle? No, no, no. What about with Brad Pitt on a motorcycle? I would feel safe. No, I couldn't. Because he I rides could never go on a motorcycle. I could never go on a motorcycle in my entire life. Aren't I know you that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Too, too scared. No, when I drive above the speed limit, I'm like, woo, baby, let me go. I feel the need. <laughs> the need <laughs> for speed. Can't do it with the windows down, though. That'd be too. too my ears. That's my, near, my ears. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, one of the things about this movie, too, that kind of. When there's the big reveal that she's sick. Yeah. He handles it incredibly well. I think because he wasn't thinking about her, he's thinking about himself. You still think he is super selfish? Yeah, I think, like, I don't, like, that's the thing is he's supposed to be, like, a changed man, but I don't think he changed during that time. I think he picked, he went from one hyperfixation to another, and then he uses money to try and, like, impress her to buy her back. Like, he does all through the movie, he hands, he goes, you want to make a hundred bucks? You want to do, hands people money. 
to get out of things. Try to hand her money in the beginning. And then when she doesn't want to be with him in the end, she's like, here's a dishwasher. And like, do you think how he get that dog back? He bought it. You love Mr. Biggs. I do love Mr. I'm not saying I don't want people to spend money on me. I'm saying Sarah is better than that. I'm not better than that. But she designs this experiment so that they so that they do hyperfixate on her. Yeah. She's like, I'm all yours for one month. I'm all yours. Like, you cannot be shocked when you go puss first into a, a month-long relationship <laughs> and then get up, get shocked when they want to marry you by the end. Yeah, that's true. I just think that, like, I don't think that she changed him. I think he thinks, look at my progress, like, look at my growth. But I think he's the same old idiot. I don't know. Well, there is the scene where he turns down the job from... Yeah, because the guy's an asshole. But he's God in the advertising world. That's true. I get... He's... I think in a month he'll regret it. Well, we... That's the thing. This movie doesn't show us what happened. It, it ends on such a very strange note. Yeah, he's unemployed. She will die at some point, but we don't know when. She's going home to her parents. Yeah. Or in her family to die. Yeah. She just begs him to remember her that way. Okay, and two things. Number one, I understand that people who are not sick don't understand why some people don't want treatment. To yeah. them, they think it's giving up or they think it's easy yeah. way out. They're like, fight, fight, fight. And I totally understand that there are people who are like, my body's tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Like, let me go. However, and then, and he tries to fight for her. Ultimately, he lets her go. Yeah. And there's the the product of the times where I'm like... Oh, they didn't end up together. And then there's mm-hmm. the other part of me that's like, wow, he respected her wishes. Yeah, I did want, though. I feel like it's been in another movie, and I can't remember what movie or TV show. But I did want more from him in that he says, like, I know some doctors. That's the moment where I wanted him to do, the, like, the desperation, like, cry. And the, like, we're going to, no, you're going to do it. Like, we're going to get treatment. I know we're going to go here. And I've already called people, and I've already found, a, like, a, a, a trial or something, like, that's the part that I wanted from him there where I'd be like, okay, yeah, like this is emotional for him. But instead he's just like, I'll go home and sleep on my couch. And there's like a pretzel tucked under him while he's sleeping. Yeah, he doesn't. With his 17 TVs on. We don't see that maybe he still stayed in contact with Abner even. Like he's a changed person yeah. afterwards. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. And there is no cry See, He never cries about her. No. He sings. He does sing. That was so weird. The whole TV goes like black into a hole and then back out and he's singing. It was, aside from their sex scene, the most shocking part of the movie to me. That was right after that. So it was all bad. Their sex scene, if I could give an award for the least sexual sex scene by two sexy people. (laughs) If you told me you're going to feel like not even a tingle from like below your belly button yeah from watching keanu and shelly's have sex i'd be like come on because that's not what the scene was for that was like her face was like i know this is over and i'm just like letting him i would have loved it though if there was a little bit of acknowledgement that this is our last time together and maybe she cries maybe he cries maybe he cries and it's a little bit more than what it was of just like i expected him to be like is this okay like yeah it was bad yeah it was bad. I didn't like it. Cancer sex. Not hot. <laughs> Those kids from the Fault in Our Stars did it. Wait, did they have sex in that movie? I feel like maybe yes. 
in that Grey's Anatomy episode, there's that <laughs> one where the two kids are part of the neuro trial. Yes. Mare and Dare. Yes. Stayed outside the room. That's the last time I loved Derek Shepard. Oh, yeah. And then they let them have sex, which was so weird. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to let people who have cancer have sex if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> let them have sex. Let them have cake. Doesn't one of them die and then the other one doesn't? The, yeah. the girl lives? Yeah. Yeah. Jenny Smollett. She lives. I remember that. That was so sad. Yeah. Oh, God, that was so that sad. How did you think, because we like to talk about how people play sick well, how do you think Shirley's did playing sick? Not great. No? It seemed like they, all of a sudden one day she didn't wear lipstick. Mm-hmm. And then... She had like a bit of a sore tummy. Mm-hmm. And their hair got real greasy. Yeah. I don't think she did it terribly, but I think in the in the echelon of sick people, Susan Sarandon is great oh, sick. Yeah. I was gonna say wait till next month when Claire Danes does a master class in sickness. Oh, I was saying I was thinking cancer. Oh, oh no, I'm just saying sickness in general. A fault in our stars. Listen, I was thinking talk about Shailene Woodley's performance. She's the best <laughs> crier I've ever seen. I fucking hate that woman. She's great at cancer in movies. <laughs> Let's give her an award. Death scene? No one dies like Claire Danes. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, you know, when, like, Claire Danes in Little Women is, like, talking, and she has, like, almost no voice left. Merry she, Christmas. But she's, like, smiling and talking mm-hmm. and saying, like, I can't even remember what the lines were, but... I am not afraid. Yeah, that is you. the sickest person I've ever seen I in a movie. even in heaven. That, yeah, that is the saddest, most, like, sickly person I've ever seen in a movie. Well, because there's pre-vaccines sick. Yeah. Like there's like <laughs> there's we use vinegar to draw the like put go on get my feet. kit sick. Yeah. And then there's get her to a hospital sick. That's true. But I thought Charlize did a, like a fairly good job of like in the end at least the way she like she just seems so defeated. Well, she seemed like skin and bones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I it's hard. I I'd love I would love to watch Autumn in New York to see how uh Winona does sick because it just it was such an about turn yeah that it was like oh now she's sick and she dies i feel like we need to do like maybe we maybe we should do cancer season no <laughs> well we are we are doing the spoiler we are doing stepmom this month but not next but what we wanted to do next maybe we should do a, like a poll on our our instagram should we do autumn in new york or what we were gonna do next which was what I forget. We wanted to keep the Keanu train rolling and do... Something's Gotta Give. Something's Gotta Give, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And also, I it's this is the Keanu redemption arc for me in my mind, as I think he's brilliant in this True. movie. So, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has even seen Autumn in New York or would care to listen to two women well, talk as, about... <laughs> as my husband said to me, he's, I said, he said, what movie are you going to Christie's to watch? And I was like, Sweet November. He goes, don't you think you guys should pick movies that the people want to see and i said thanks for your feedback yeah shut the fuck up <laughs> you know what this one's a bit of a deeper cut but it's our first november and it's a sweet november okay there's no other movies called november no next year we might be more broad with our themes but this year we're just going with the seasons at least until christmas let us yeah let us embrace the seasons let us live and it's november and stepmom to me is like a hardcore fall movie fall movie late fall because we have some snow we have some snow i love and i watch it every year around that time anyway so like it's perfect we just didn't want to do back-to-back cancer but 
if you want to do autumn in new york i mean that's life baby i don't know i really want to do something's got to give it takes place mostly in the summertime i know but it does end in the winter and i'll do i would i'll do uh something's got to give because i love that movie i love keanu in that movie i think it's I think for myself, maybe we'll record a mini-sode of Autumn in New New York York. (laughs) where we compare and contrast. Okay, we could do that. Let's talk about recasting. Oh, do you know who was supposed to be cast? I don't. I don't have any details of like, all I know was that Charlene turned down the, Charlize. Oh. Charlene. (laughs) Charlene. (laughs) For Monster. Charlene Theron for Monster. (laughs) Charlene (laughs) Terrence. I liked her. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was great for baby Kikis. No. I could have put maybe like a... I could see like a Bradley Cooper in this. Really? Role. Or even a Ben Affleck. I could see a Ben Affleck in this. Yeah. He would have been a sobbing mess the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Honestly, after watching the trailer for Rodman New York, Richard Gere would be great in this. Yeah. Yes. Well, he'd be great in everything. I think we can always cast Richard Gere. The one thing I kept thinking, though, about Charlize the whole time is... Like, she is Angelina's twin in this movie. I never really realized how much they look alike. They have a very similar, like, face structure and the big old eyeballs and the big lips. Yeah, they're poodles. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, they don't need much to be no. beautiful. They're beautiful. The, yeah. The features are so striking. I don't think Angelina would have done as good of a job. Because I'm of the rare group that doesn't think Angelina Julie is a very good actress. That's it. And that's a wrap. <laughs> you think she's a good actress? I think she might be pound for pound one of the best actresses of our generation. What? Girl Interrupted? Did you see Bone Collector? <laughs> uh, the Changeling? Have you seen that movie? No, I actually haven't seen The Changeling. Um, There's a reason I think, she's not really working anymore. There's I think a reason she's just Kung Fu Panda. Well, she's... Uh, Girl Interrupted to me will always be wonderful. Yeah. But I think uh, Charlize is a fantastic actress because young adult. Oh, absolutely. But... I also really loved, was it Tully, Tully? What was that movie called? Tully. Tully. I loved Tully. It was sad, but it was good. I just, I feel like, I think like Kirsten Dunst could have done this movie. Oh, yeah. Specifically, Kirsten Dunst in Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. She does a really good job. Or Elizabeth Town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like, because usually she's playing like characters, like a, a cheerleader <laughs> or a vampire. But like, yeah, I think like for real world, yeah. I think she would do good. I think she would be quirky. I love Kirsten Dunst. I'd, I'd cast her in anything. I just think like I could see Bradley Cooper doing really put together really well mm-hmm. where I think Keanu didn't like Keanu yeah. in these flannel shirts and jeans the way he should always be, except in his John Wick, John Wick, John, <laughs> his John Wick suit. I just I don't know. There was something like I don't know if it's bad script. I don't know if it's like just the emotion that was that should have been there wasn't hidden for me maybe, maybe this would have been a better movie for bradley cooper and jennifer hudson is that her name lawrence, <laughs> lawrence. i could see them in it yeah but absolutely. i think on, okay here's i guess maybe this is a controversial opinion too. you know what maybe jennifer hudson well yeah <laughs> actually but maybe i know people loved silver linings playbook but i always found the casting really weird in that movie i never really bought them as anything i never really understood it and i know like oscars went out for that movie but like i just didn't get it i think this would have been a better movie for the two of them yeah i think um the thing with silver linings playbook is 
he seems so much older than her yeah. and she seems so young that you're she like, does. why are you hanging out with this young girl all the time? She does. Yeah. But in this, if she's quirky and kooky, I think the young thing isn't as off-putting. Could Julia have done this? <sighs> Julia can do anything. She can. I think she doesn't need to do this. No, she doesn't. She doesn't need to get anywhere near this. No, we never. We didn't say Sandy B, which is a first for us. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think she could have done no, this. this is not a not Sandy. her wheelhouse. This isn't a Reese movie either. This no. is just a no. Yeah, I Who found this quirky. Like I found Zoe there Deschanel? was kind of a coldness about Charlene a little bit. Charlene? Like I said, like Charlene. Did I say Charlene again? <laughs> it's almost eleven o'clock at night. This is our problem. No, I think like I wrote, made a note that her kind of whimsy isn't for me. Like there's yeah. a part where she's running on the beach in socks. She's in the <laughs> surf in her jeans yeah. and socks. And then is still wearing that outfit later. The, yeah, I just I don't just resonate with this kind of whimsy. No. It's a little crazy. I also love a person who tells other people that they're essentially mentally ill and then no, they but they are themselves. Yeah. And like, she's like, the way you live your life is wrong. But then they're like, what about your sister, Sarah? And she can't handle it. She couldn't. Yeah. She could not handle any self-reflection in this movie. Yeah. It's, I love that. (laughs) And I think any other script, there would be more of a movie, like part where he yells at her for not accepting. Yeah. Like what's actually at one point says like, don't dodge the subject. And then she does. Yeah. (laughs) After saying, I'll never lie to you. Yeah. Like, I think maybe they would have done better if she got, if he got her in uh, October before all of this stuff happened. (laughs) She was healthy. Yeah. In October. Sweet October. (laughs) Um, Let me talk. We... Jeff already ruined the Rotten Tomatoes reveal. Yeah. 15%. Well, it was on the TV, but I wasn't looking. And my guess was at 18%. So 15. 15%. I do think it deserves a little higher. I think that like, I don't, I don't Does know. It... I wasn't bored at any point for a movie that's kind of slow. You said how much is left of this movie? Well, I was tired. I'm tired. And now we're podcasting after. But yeah. I, well, because I, no, I knew all the things that still had to happen because I've seen this movie so many times, but I couldn't remember what like liminal space was in between all of the major events. Okay. And I was like, how long are we going to be sitting here for? But it was only like another 30 minutes after that. The budget on this movie was $40 million. Wow. Mostly Domestically, yeah. it only earned $25 million. <gasps> Wow. Internationally, it earned 65. Flop, eh? Flop city. Well, <gasps> critically, a, a flop. If they made $5 for every time I watched it, they would have reached, they would have made their money back. Critics called this schmaltzy and manipulative. <laughs> Which she, she kind of is. She, yeah. She's running a long con. That's the thing is like, there's no, until there's the reveal that she wants to just be remembered fondly. Yeah. There's no money. It seems like she's just doing this for sex. Yeah, I think the movie, it just lacks self-awareness where they could actually, like, yeah. They, they want you, to, again, they want you to buy into this whole thing without giving you any, like, reason to or, like, reason she, to not think the weird, bad, weird thing. If she said, like, they've never done this before, because there was that, like, slut shamey piece where he's like, so you sleep with everyone? And she's like, why does that matter? And it's like, well, it kind of matters because, like... That's some kind of histrionic behavior that you just jump into, like, intimacy with these yeah. men so quickly. I wish she would have said, like, no, not yeah. everyone, no, only the people if, I, you know, feel things for. If it was just a, they've both never done this, like, she's never done this before, but she mm-hmm. wants to spend the month with him, or, like, maybe, like, 
he's from out of town she's from out of town spend the month with me like yeah just this premise of this really i don't know the premise of it i was being like we've done this a couple times yeah is weird. abner being like are you november yeah <laughs> he november and he's like do you not respect your choices i saw yeah. that on tv once what do you think of the um the side characters of this movie i actually really like them i think i like that like Chaz cherry brings the element of also working in advertising which then i don't know it, it's like keanu realizes for like that when he realizes that Chaz is his competitor or was his competitor when he had a job it's like the first time his real life is interacting with this like vacation he's taking from his real life yeah and you can tell he's like kind of embarrassed even though like Chaz is the one dressed up like a woman standing in the living room you can tell keanu's like a little like shit i feel he feels caught almost by like, how seriously he takes this yeah because he because cherry is critiquing keanu's work and then reveals that oh he's Chaz watley who works for their competitor yeah so it's like he realizes number one he made a mistake yeah because a scottish man is telling him what he did wrong yeah and then number two it's possible to have this full life outside of work that's true and not even just like a full relationship and friendships but also like on their off hours, they also have a, another personality and mm-hmm. dress as women and have this, like, thing that they love and enjoy. And he's been living this, like, horrible life. And that th- that now Chaz has his ad account that he mm-hmm. lost. And I think, yeah, I think it's like a bunch... Of, like, I think that was a great scene. And I like that they included that because it made him face a whole bunch of things of, like, Chaz being like, don't think about it, don't worry about it, that you lost this account. Do you think she needed to have cancer in this movie for it to be to drive home all these lessons for him? Like, no, couldn't no. it have just been like he learns that piece about work? He learns from her that like maybe she's just this like maybe it's a little along came Pollyish and she leaves. Like, yeah, like it could have been the same as like my mom's sick and now I'm gonna move home mm-hmm. and I like yeah yeah didn't have to be this, but I guess they needed a reason why she would be like so anti-capitalist and why her family's mad at her and why you know like she didn't want to be part of her company and why she went quirky and weird yeah but yeah i don't know i feel like they did they gave many many layers of history here team too much they did a little too much yeah that's true and i don't think it was necessary i think that um like 500 days of summer does a way better job of introducing a manic pixie dream girl and like explaining how she is just a normal girl but people find her like special Mm -hmm. and because of that it she's become like quirkier over time because she's seen as this special thing and they explain it really fast and in a really good way but instead in this movie you just along the way learn all these weird fucked up things about her well that's the thing is like these movies always pair like the wild girl, the dream girl against the girl in real life who's Angelica, essentially. Yeah. Like, And like you said, like, I don't think we don't know Keanu's other girlfriend, but she could be just as full and interesting as but we don't know. It's you're right. It's all the lens of like when men like pay attention to a woman, they find out how interesting she is. Yeah. But I don't know. I think there was just a little chaos about her that I think other movies do a little bit better. Yeah. But cozy ratings oh oh my god this used to be like a 10 out of 10 on the cozy scale for me i don't know why i don't know why i 
this I don't know if this is like too much information about my life, but maybe I've said this before. I dropped out of high school and when you drop out of high school because you were bullied, you have no friends. So I spent from October until January the following year semesters like start in January or like late January, I think. So I spent like three or four months. You spent November. I spent November alone in my room and that's when I became really into things like I watched Fight Club on repeat. That's a I warned like it's a that's a red flag. Yeah. And um I would watch Garden State, I'd watch this, Shallow How. Like I had movies that I just watched on repeat. It's also when I became really into movies because the only thing my mom knew to make me feel better was to take me to Blockbuster. And I started watching indie movies and that's when I saw weird ones like Brick and Elephant and stuff like that. And it got me into like you know, the looking out for independent films and because I had nothing else going on. But when I, you know, when it was late at night and I couldn't sleep, it was Sweet November. <laughs> so it used to be 10 out of 10. Um, today, I'm going to give it, I'm going to say like 4.8 loosely knitted scarves out of 10. That's That's lower than I actually thought you were going to go. Yeah, on the rewatch... Something that does it for you when you're... I don't want to ruin it for you because, like, I enjoyed my time. I just, I think I thought it was, I thought I was going to cry. I thought I was supposed to feel something that I didn't feel in this movie. No, I never, I never felt it was a tearjerker. I just... Like, did you love Keanu? Is that why? Because if someone, if I have a crush on somebody, I'll watch every fucking thing they're ever in it. No, the thing is, no, I had a crush on Charlize. Like, I did, it's not Keanu. I never had, like, I did have strong crushes on some men, but not, like, I'm going to watch the movies that they're in. That rarely ever happened. Okay. Um, I usually had crushes on, like, musicians. Like, yeah. Like, Marcus Mumford and, like, the lead singer of Barricade Ladies, like, became unhealthy. Um, Oh, and Sean Astin. I did watch everything Sean Astin was in because, of course. Of course. Uh, Same with Gamgee. But... No, I, I always, the reason I liked a lot of movies was I connected to the women in them. Chris I loved Gamgee. Chris Gamgee. Chris Gamgee. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It's so funny. You got to give your cozy reading. I was going to, I actually was going to say five, like, wow, five, um, five stolen dogs out of five. <laughs> like, I think, I don't think it's the worst movie I've ever seen. No. These two people, Keanu is the in for me. He's very sweet in this movie. Yeah. But I just think it just is not, given everything else that comes out that year, I'm like, oh, that's why. I was so busy watching everything else that I just was like, sweet November. Somehow, I wasn't that busy. I was really This This is your leap year. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what, though? I didn't drop out of high school until 2005. 2005? 2006? So I sat on this movie for a little while. Maybe I had it, but definitely had the DVD. Yeah, definitely. Definitely had the DVD. And I'm pretty sure the cover of the DVD is them fucking in bed. They're in bed. They're in bed. Yeah. He's like spooning her from behind. Yeah. I remember that white cover just sitting on my. Yeah. That's my DVD player. It's, uh, you know, it was an experience. I can't say I'm better for it, but I think like (laughs) it was a good time. You know what? If you just need a, a quiet movie to watch and like Charlize is beautiful, Keanu's hot. If there's a time where you're like, 
I'm going to watch every movie with a girl dying in it. <laughs> like, this is a good one to start off with. This is a good one to start off with. Yeah, then you can maybe move to Just Like Heaven, which was another terrible movie. Oh my God, no, that's one of my faves. We have to watch it. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, it's not great. It's Mark not Ruffalo? good. Okay, that's one movie I do watch like once a year. I love Just Like Heaven. Oh, Lordy, I've been Lordy. waiting to, to bring it up that we need to watch it can keep waiting we need to watch city of angels and just look like- <laughs> i've never seen that one either this she die he dies he's an angel he's, he's an, angel? an angel but she dies i think she rides her bike with no hands and her head back and then all of a sudden she's dead oh weird yeah sorry meg ryan you're kind of asking for it with that one let us know what you thought of sweet november <laughs> if this is something that makes your comfort watch list yeah what other taylor swift song you think of for this movie what your favorite Keanu movie is, if there's a movie we should watch instead of Sweet November that maybe we don't know, like, maybe maybe there's, like, not even an English movie that we should watch. Like, just let us know. That's we'll true. watch it. That's true. I'm down for whatever. Subtitles do not bother me. As always, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ComfortWatchPod, or you can email us at ComfortWatchPodcast at gmail.com. Reversed. Is it? Yeah. We're on TikTok and Instagram at Comfort Watch Podcast. Are we? Are you our, sure? Yes. And our, our email address is at uh, is comfortwatchpod at gmail.com. That's um, right. She's right. <laughs> I'm wrong. She can sing the I Was Right song. <laughs> what is it? Sit up and listen down. What is it? Listen up and yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> That's something I'm not ready to watch. No, I'm hoping it just gets canceled because of like all the strikes. So there's going to be like, we're just not going to put this one out. Like maybe a, a production company loves Timmy too much to let him make a mistake. Do you think he'd walk the red carpet with Stormy because it's like a kid's movie? Maybe if he can lift her. <laughs> I We said that the other day. I was like, I don't think he can lift. <laughs> I don't think he can lift her in the boudoir. No, I, I don't saw, think so. You see the one where all the Italian greyhounds are like, are you my real dad? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I love Timothee, not sexually, but I, I, I love him. I have love for him. Oh. But I love him. him sexually. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. His, his rich mom. Until next time. What are we watching next time? As good as, no, not as good as it gets. What's the other Something's one? Something's gotta give. Something's gotta give. Those are the two movies. Oh my God. And check for our mini-sode on Autumn in New York. <laughs> It's coming never. As per usual, stay comfy. Stay cozy. Bye. Bye.